Testing, testing one, two, three. Is this thing on? Yeah, it's on. Happy New Year. Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. Well, now we have a brand spanking new year. I am hoping that everyone is safe and had a safe holiday, even if maybe it was a little hard. I know that lots and lots of people are having a difficult time, and so that's why I wanted to make this episode. I have been missing in action for quite some time, just over a month. And um, in that time, I did get a chance to take a look at what was going on with the podcast and pleasantly surprised to see that I have gotten over 5,000 downloads. And so thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I am hoping that it continues to be beneficial to you Uh, Even though I was gone from the podcast, I was very much thinking about you who have been rocking with me and thinking about what I want the podcast to serve, what purpose I want it to serve, particularly over the next couple of months. So stay tuned for that. Uh, In the month of December, I took off for self-care I am a big advocate for self-care. I preach it and I practice what I preach. If you are new to the podcast, um, you will definitely hear me talk about self-care and the importance of taking care of yourself. And um, I have to be my biggest advocate. So that's why I was gone for the month of December. The thing is, in order to give your best, you have to have your cup full, or at least on the way to being full, if it's not completely full. And my cup was not full, and I want to give you my best. Um, The other thing about self-care is the amount of self-care that you need will vary depending on how full your plate is. And... So for instance, if you don't really have a whole lot that you're juggling, then you'll probably be feeling okay and don't really feel like you need a whole lot of self-care. But if you have a whole lot on your plate, like I did uh, the second half of last year, particularly the last two months, then you have to take a look at your plate and kind of prioritize and figure out, okay, what can wait and what needs to be addressed right now, and how can I take care of myself in the process of handling the things that need to be taken care of. And so that's essentially what I was doing in December, and that's why I was MIA. Um, But I am back, and it is a brand new year. I will continue to take breaks from the podcast as needed, and I encourage you to take breaks from the things that you can take breaks from as needed. That's kind of why I want to talk about um, this topic, and 
it is a really important one, I think, moving into this new year specifically, because we here in the United States are currently in another surge of the pandemic. I don't know. I've lost count now. I think it's surge number four. Who knows where we're at? Um, And that is exceptionally stressful. I know that um, with the guidelines being changed with every surge, even during the surge, it can be very frustrating. Um, And I think a lot of people are just very stressed and tired. That seems to be the general consensus. Gallup did a poll in the first two weeks of November, and I'm really, really curious to know what that poll would have looked like if they had done it in December. But in November, they polled uh, 851 people, and they said, okay, your answers are going to be excellent, good, fair, or poor. We're going to ask you some questions, and those are the answers that you have to give us. And they asked those 851 people about how they feel about their the state of their physical health. And 78% of them felt that it was excellent or good, which means that almost one in four people felt that their physical health was fair or poor when they asked about their mental health and their emotional well-being, 81% said excellent or good. So that's about one in five said fair or poor. So if you're feeling like you have been struggling, or if you feel like you're getting by and things are okay, but you definitely are not your best self, then you are not alone. If I polled 100 people just off the street and I asked them this question, then I would expect that about 19, 20, 21 of them would be just getting by or even struggling. So if you're feeling that way, just know that you're not alone. And the thing is, when it comes to having stressors in our lives like we do now, You can feel okay one minute, you can feel okay one day, you can feel okay one week, and then at another point in time, you may not. And the thing about life is feelings, our experiences, our our reaction to what's going on in our life, it goes in waves. And so it's completely understandable if that is the experience that you have been having. So think about those questions. What's the status of your physical health? What's the status of your mental health? How would you rate it if you were asked to rate using excellent, good, fair, or poor? And just remember that most people rated it excellent and good, which is great news. And that means that what you're doing to take care of yourself is working. So continue doing that and building on that. And if you do not have an answer that is excellent or good, that is okay because you're not alone. And I hope that this episode can be helpful to you. 
When I think about numbers like that, when I think about like the number of people who rate XYZ thing, I always jump to the number of people that I know in my life. So if you think about your follower count on social media and you think about one in five people struggling, then that can kind of put it into perspective for you. I always say that social media is not real life and people tend to post their highlight reels and the good stuff. Um, So that's a completely different tangent that I can go down, but we're not about to have that discussion. All I will say is to just know that you are not alone if you are are having moments where you are struggling. So let's talk about taking care of yourself for this new year. What exactly does that mean? So when I think about taking care of myself, I think about the different categories. So physically taking care of myself, emotionally and mentally, socially as well, and financially. I would not be me if I did not talk about the financial piece, right? I'm actually going to make a completely separate episode on financial health for this new year. So tune in next week. The name of that episode is going to be Getting Your Money Right in 2022. Um, So I'm not really going to focus a whole lot on that in this episode. However, I wanted to kind of just run through um, 10 tips for taking care of yourself in this new year. And while you're listening to this, what I would encourage you to do is visualize how you could apply these tips to your own life and to your own circumstances so that it works for you. I often say on this podcast that psychologists are not really meant to tell you what to do. We more so serve to give you guidelines, and then you apply those guidelines to your own life. You know yourself better than I do. I am just providing the information that I know, and my hope is that you're able to then tailor it to make it work for you, and that will make me happy. (laughs) So number one, check in with yourself. And this is something that you want to be doing regularly. Check in with yourself and ask yourself, what do I need most? What do I desire most? What am I struggling with? What do I need help with? Those are questions that if you are able to ask yourself on a regular basis, that will give you insight into what can help. So let's just say it is. Friday afternoon. It is the first week back to work in the brand new year, fresh off of the holidays. And let's just say I'm absolutely exhausted. If I check in with myself on that Friday afternoon and I ask myself, what do I need the most? The answer will probably be rest. Um, What do I need most? The answer might also be I need to connect with some of my friends because I've been busy all week. I'm just giving you examples of what your answers might be. And when I say check in with yourself regularly, you don't have to put yourself on a schedule 
I mean, some people might want to, uh, particularly if you feel like you might forget, you can set a reminder or an alarm on your phone that asks you those questions. Um, but as you practice, you'll get used to being able to do this on an as needed basis. Related to that is having a wellness meter. So you know how when um, you're driving a car or you're in a car and you see the gas tank is getting low and there's that little needle that like points and it's like, okay, hey, um, you need to fill up with gas or else your car is going to shut down. Think about your wellness as having a meter or a needle like that too. How full is your tank? How well do you feel? And wellness in all of those categories that I mentioned, physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, financially. If your light is on, then you probably need to address that issue, right? Um, don't ignore it because what will happen next, right? Um, but that is one way too to kind of keep tabs on how you're feeling if you kind of imagine that needle and how it moves and what exactly you need in order to feel well. When it comes to physical wellness, I cannot neglect reminding you as well as reminding myself, to be honest, to see your doctor. You know that appointment that you've been putting off? And this is really me talking to myself right now. Uh, yeah, go ahead and schedule that. <laughs> and on this podcast, I often talk about the fact that um, I love this thing that I had seen uh, online about the fact that we are similar to plants in that we need sunlight and food and air, um, but we just have more complex emotions. Tend to your plant. Make sure that you're getting outside. Make sure that you're getting sunlight and vitamin D and fresh air because it is so crucially important for your physical well-being. And activity, whether you are a fan of working out or not, we need physical activity. Our bodies need to move. And one of the things that is a benefit to activity is actually tied to your mental health, whether you know it or not. Moving your body creates those feel-good hormones that lift your mood. And so for people who are depressed, one of the recommendations is actually light exercise, taking a walk. Um, those are ways to improve your mood. And also paying attention to the foods that you're eating. So that's tip number three, taking care of your physical health. Number four, boundaries. I always like to remind you that boundaries are so important. And especially if you want to be taking care of yourself, you need to draw the line where people cannot cross. You are drawing the line that says, hey, this is my space. This is my bubble. And I need this bubble in order to be okay. And for some people, that may be a really big bubble. For some people, it may be a really small bubble. And for most people, that 
the size of the bubble kind of changes over time, but boundaries are crucial. And related to boundaries is remembering that no is a complete sentence. If someone is asking something of you and you don't want to do it, you can say no. And you do not have to justify it with an explanation. No in and of itself can stand on its own. So that's related to boundaries. Number five, considering if you are not already considering seeing a therapist and the frequency that is really up to you and your provider and what works best for you. For some people, weekly works best. For some people, monthly works best. Who knows? Um, But considering therapy as well as if you're particularly struggling, considering medication so that your brain is getting the chemicals that it may not be producing enough of on its own or maybe producing too much of on its own. Number six is some of that ooey gooey stuff that you see online, I absolutely appreciate the value in journaling, meditation, using affirmations, and expressing gratitude. And I'll kind of break those down a little bit. So journaling does not have to be anything big and elaborate. For some people, they like to put pen to paper and write pages and pages, and that's fine. You don't have to. You can do bullet journaling where it's just bullet points. You can do just a word. You can draw. You can write music. You can paint your journaling. You can um, do it electronically. You can do pen and paper. There are a number of ways, but the point is to get your feelings and thoughts out of your body and onto some medium so that you're not just carrying on with it all. Um, That is cleansing and it is really effective. Meditation, guided meditation especially, is really effective as well for a number of reasons. One of them is that it helps you with learning how to control your breathing. And that is actually exceptionally um, effective for folks who have anxiety. Because if you think about being anxious, your breathing is really shallow. And when your breathing is really shallow, your brain thinks that you are in danger. And so that just makes the anxiety worse. If you practice meditation and you learn how to control your breathing and to lengthen your breaths, then you're able to tell your brain to calm down. Um, I also enjoy affirmations. Words of affirmation are um, really helpful ways to let your brain remind you of whatever your goals are. And you can Google affirmations. There are lots and lots of lists online for whatever you're hoping for. So whether it is affirmations for reducing stress, affirmations for increasing your wealth, affirmations for happiness, affirmations for love, affirmations for health, um, 
And using those lists and reading them aloud, reading them to yourself, putting them somewhere where you can see them on a regular basis, that can be really helpful as well. And the last thing in that section is gratitude. When we express gratitude, when we say that we are thankful for the things that we have in our life, it is a way for us to shift our thinking from the negative to the positive. There is a lot of power in being appreciative. And so even if you're struggling, there are things that you can be thankful for. I am thankful for my life. I am thankful for having a roof over my head. I am thankful for having food. I am thankful for having a supportive best friend, whatever the case might be. Number seven, make sure that you take a break. Just like I started off this podcast episode talking about the fact that I took a break, it is okay to take a break when you need it. And your break can look different depending on whatever your circumstance is. But taking a break from negative people, negative places, negative things, and it doesn't even have to be negative. It could be things that are overwhelming, overwhelming people, overwhelming places, overwhelming things. It's okay to take a break. Rest is important. Um, Downtime is important. Be able to disconnect. And in this world where there is just a constant stream of information, it is so difficult to disconnect. But that is absolutely essential to your well-being. So make sure that you're building in time to take a break. For me, how I do this, I do this a couple of ways. Um, Sometimes I may put my phone on silent so that I am not being disturbed so that I am able to just focus on whatever I am doing in that moment. I may take mental health days uh, and I do that fairly regularly just so that I am able to get space to kind of process everything that's been going on and slow down. Um, Vacation. Even if you don't travel, I know with everything going on, a lot of people are still apprehensive about travel, but whether you travel or not, you can take vacation. Use your PTO. I am a big proponent of using the time off that you have been given. For number eight, monitor how you feel when you're on social media. So I said that I wasn't going to get on this tangent earlier. But if you check in with yourself, like I talked about with bullet point number one, check in with how you're feeling when you're on social media. Are you feeling anxious? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling angry? I had a very interesting experience over the holiday. I was on Instagram And I was on the page of, uh, what is it, the Explorer page, where they give you like suggestions for different profiles to check out. And I was um, looking at this influencer, and she was getting dressed up in these different outfits. And they were really cute. And I realized that a lot of them were designer. And I was like, oh, I don't have a lot of designer stuff. And then I realized, oh my goodness, now I'm comparing myself to this absolute stranger. I don't know where she got this designer stuff from. She may have 
been gifted it by the companies. She may have bought it on her credit card. She may have a ton of debt. She may buy these things and then return them to the store. Who knows? The thing about social media is that it is very easy for us to start to question ourselves and our self-worth. And so be very careful about who you're following and the impact that it is having on you emotionally. If you are feeling icky when you're on social media, that might be a sign. Number nine is prioritizing self-care. Like I mentioned before, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And so you need to ensure that your self-care game is on point and that it is consistent, whether you think you need it or not. That might look different for different people. For some people, getting their nails done counts as self-care and they have a regular monthly appointment. For some people, taking a bath is self-care. For some people, it is getting time to just sit and read a book. Whatever that might look like for you, make sure that you are prioritizing your self-care. It is as important as all of the other things on your to-do list. And finally, for number 10, seek out support. No man is an island. We all need people. We need human beings who can support us, lift us up, that we can rely on, that we can fall back on, even if it's just one person. And your support system can um, vary, of course, depending on your life circumstances. For some people, they're really close to their families. For some people, they're really close to their friends. Some people have a mix of both. You can also um, consider your mental health providers as part of your support system because they help you to get through all of the tough stuff, right? Either way, seek out support. Think about when is it that I need help the most? Who can I turn to for that help? And it's okay to look for help. It's okay to ask people to help you. It's okay if you just need to vent and you text your friend and be like, hey, can I call you? Because I really need to get this off my chest. That helps. And I just wanted to make sure that you know that it's okay to seek out support. So that is my list from 1 to 10 of the ways in which you can take care of yourself in this new year, despite everything that is going on around us. All of those are things that are low or no cost, and they are things that you can implement on a regular, consistent basis. If it helps, you can come back to this episode as a reminder to let yourself know, hey, I've been slipping on my self-care game. What was it that Dr. Tracy said again? Um, and like I said, tune in next week and I will be talking about specifically taking care of your financial health in this new year. 
thank you for joining me today. Please follow or subscribe wherever you're tuning in so you can catch the next episode. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast reach more listeners. You can follow me on Instagram at Healthy Wealthy Roots. Be sure to check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Most episodes have their own page filled with additional resources. Remember, our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots. The contents of this podcast are informational in nature and may not represent the results that you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.